Welcome to The Untrue Show, a personal journal covering pop culture, millennial life, relationships, and career from an untrue point of view, hosted by me, Dana Jones. And I have to say, I'm so sorry that I haven't been around the last couple of weeks. I have missed podcasting so much, but man, I've been getting adjusted to this new normal that we're living in, in the time of COVID-19. It has been... A roller coaster for me, and I'm sure for everyone out there. Uh, but my graduation got canceled for my MBA program. My international trip got canceled. The last two weeks of school got canceled. The next semester, we're meeting online. So shifts and all that stuff. And, you know, for work, we've been self-isolating. Is that what it is? Social distancing. Social distancing for about the last 15 days. So I live on my own. So it's definitely been a whirlwind of emotions dealing with this. I think it's been humbling. It's also been stressful. It's also been, you know, exciting. And then it's also been really scary. So just being truthfully honest, I think it was really hard for me to keep my, my spirits up and come on and podcast. And then all of a sudden in the middle of COVID allergy season kicked in. So, um, that definitely had me down a little bit too. And I'm usually recording in the mornings and I was waking up every morning sounding like not good, <laughs> really stuffy, really congested and not something that I'd want to get on air with. But all that to say, I am back. I've missed you guys. I have a lot of stuff planning in store and I can't wait to get into it. So this week with just everything going on, I decided to talk about things that are giving me comfort during Corona. Uh, And hopefully they will help you guys out too. So I think at first it was a little bit, uh, what I've been telling people is like girls gone wild. And when I say that, I mean, I just was very unstructured with things. I was just eating whatever, kind of rolling out of bed without discipline. But fortunately, I have worked from home before. So I know that there's certain things I have to do every morning to kind of set an intention for my day. For instance... I get up and I actually like make my bed and brush my teeth and wash my face like I'm going somewhere and actually put on pants, even if the pants are just leggings and put on a shirt. Uh, I have a desk area, so I try to work at the desk a lot, but just truthfully honest, a lot of times I work from my couch and I get a lot accomplished. I, I enjoy working from home just because I'm often more productive just because my commute time is not there and just because I can have a lunch run and that's pretty great. So I kind of know like I have to have that intention of the brush your teeth, washing your face, even if you're not going anywhere, like putting in my contacts, um, making the bed, making breakfast. And that's kind of like my, my, this is it. This is what I'm going to do every morning. I'm ready to start the day. Sometimes I get a workout in in the morning. And like I said, sometimes I get in at lunch, but usually there's more movement in my day when I am working from home in terms of exercise, I can kind of work it in some kind of way, but being forced to work from home is a little bit different than kind of like choosing a day or two here and there to work from home. Just because I feel like I don't really have a choice now. I'm not like there's nowhere else for me to go except home. And so the initial shock of that um, has worn off. And now I'm kind of getting into a a groove of what this new normal looks like. And it might be our normal for the next couple of weeks. So Anyway, first thing on my list that I do to kind of like alleviate some of the stress is a four, seven, eight breathing technique. And so you've never heard of that. It is where you take a deep breath for four seconds, you hold it in for seven seconds, and then you breathe out for eight. 
It takes a lot of focus and work, and it's kind of hard because if you look at all the time sequences, like you're breathing in for four seconds, but then you're releasing it for seven, which is longer than what you breathe for breathing in, and then you are well, you're holding it for seven, so that's longer than what you took in, and then when you're breathing out, you're breathing out eight, which is longer than again the four that you took in. So I'm gonna try that now. If you guys wanna try it now, you should and see how it feels. So I'm gonna breathe in for four seconds. Hold for seven, breathe out for eight. What I really like about that technique is the fact that you have to focus on the seconds and can't really focus on much else. I mean, at least I can't. So give it a try. See if you like it. But it's one of my favorite things. I'm not big on meditation. So I think having some kind of breathing technique is really helpful for me to kind of calm my thoughts and clear my mind. I mean, literally, I can't think about anything else except those seven seconds and the eight seconds. So and the four seconds of breathing in. So try it out. See if you like it. Um, let me know if you like it but it really helps me. I have also been trying to make sure I'm getting some kind of movement in my day. And I really like that a lot of the fitness companies are opening up their workout libraries, I guess is the way to put it. Their workout libraries are also engaging with us daily through live videos. Last night I did a core power yoga workout. I'm thinking it's going to be a very relaxing evening workout. First 75 minutes. Um, but then as I got into it, I was like, oh, this is serious, serious, because it was a yoga sculpt workout. And that means you do a little bit more intensity to it. Like we were doing weights and we were doing warrior pose with the weights that I'd never done before, and chair pose with the weights. I'd never done that before either. And I really liked it. It was really different, and I got super sweaty. And sometimes I think you just need a super, super sweaty release. I mean, sweat is you're just releasing toxicness from inside of you. I don't know if sweat's totally toxic, but I'm just going to say that it is for this podcast. <laughs> um, but exercise is a release of sweat. And so you're just getting that out of your body. You're moving, you're twisting. And it just was very enlightening. It wasn't like my euphoric feeling that I normally get from my more... Um, different pace yoga where we're maybe moving around a lot but we we had a lot of cardio we had weights we had stretching and it just was like all around a great 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 workout that I would definitely repeat again and I'll definitely try more core power yoga's exercises there's also really great yoga exercises on Amazon Prime yeah so I do some of those on Amazon Prime and then a couple fitness trainers that I follow on social media I like Bogalotti's her little daily workouts and tips um are cool uh I'm a lifetime member of tone it up so sometimes I'll do some of their older workouts they used to have their platform set up differently but I think that their app is free for two weeks and then there's another trainer that I really like to follow called Elizabeth Lopez and she has really great workouts but as I talk about um fitness gurus online I just want to say like make sure you're careful about who you follow like workout plans and diet plans wise make sure they have credentials just because I last week on the internet of course on Twitter saw that there is this lady posing as a therapist who's actually not a therapist and so that's really bad she was giving people counseling and advice 
And it's definitely made me a little bit more cautious about who I trust online. Like, don't buy a diet plan from someone who's not a dietitian or who doesn't have, you know, the credentials to be giving diet advice. And be careful about following some kind of training plan from someone who's not a certified trainer. Just because anyone can put a workout training plan together and slap a price tag on it. But starting to question people like, hey, are you, you know, a certified personal trainer? Um... Even when I go get piercings, I've gotten a couple new piercings in my ear. There's a whole accreditation website for accredited piercers. And so I started looking up ones who are on that list. And sometimes, yeah, they cost slightly more than the regular ones that you might get done at what? Claire's. I mean, of course, those are just associates, I think. But it's worth it to make sure your ear doesn't get infected. Mine never have. And to make sure that you don't, you're going to a place that's like clean. So Anyway, check the certifications of whoever you follow, but I really enjoyed um, the Core Power Workout. I'll definitely share that with you guys in the show notes, and I think that whatever your fitness is, whatever you like to do, find that and do something. Move. Move your body, because if you think about it, if you're a calorie counter, um, I'm not a super calorie counter, but I thought maybe that was one of the things I could take on while I'm in isolation <laughs> or distancing. Um, and if you think about it, we're eating about up to maybe 2000 calories a day. If you're not really watching it, maybe 1500, 2000 calories a day. And what are we expending? We're not expending as much cause we're not moving around as much. We're mostly supposed to stay inside of our homes. So the only way you're going to get a release for those calories if you're exercising and I was even looking at trying to keep up a goal of drinking a gallon of water a day so a gallon of water a day is like 8.23 pounds and we're also eating about two pounds of food on average a day so if you think about eating two pounds of average of food and then you're not exercising and then you're also eating what 2,000 calories like all that stuff's going to start adding up and I don't want to come out of social distancing looking worse than when I came in. So that's kind of been my motivator. I was like, I, I want to have comfort food, but I also want to make sure that I'm getting movement in because if I don't exercise or if I don't move my body a certain number of times a week, and if I eat too many self-destructive foods, I'm going to (laughs) self-destruct and that's not good for anybody. And it's going to make things really tense. So I know that for me, there's certain things I have to do to just maintain a level of mental clarity and exercise is one of them. And also, um, after my little girls going a while start to social distancing, I had to kind of reel it in with the ice cream and with the wine every night. Can't do those things just because I'm not going to be able to be my best self if I do do those things. So got it out of my system, not going through as much wine as I as I am was when it started for sure. Um, and just been kind of like a lot more mindful about what's going in, what's coming out, um, what activity level I'm maintaining and then where my headspace is. Cause I kind of also had to check myself. Like, are you okay today? How did you feel today? What was your mood today? And, um, you know, just sit, sit with those feelings. And the next thing on my list is going to be books. So I've always been a reader and, um, Books can really help me calm down and just chill a little bit. And I've finished a couple books this year and there's a lot more that I want to finish. I really, I didn't set like a monthly cadence of how many I want to do. I think on my goal list right now, it says finish eight and I'm at maybe four. So I'll have to um, 
you know, just, just set a, set a solid pace for that. One of the books that I just finished is actually called Anxious for Nothing. And it's one of those books that I started a while ago and then I ended up picking up again and it's by Max Licato. And <clears throat> I think when I picked it up again, it was, I was just scrolling through my Kindle, bo Kindle books library and I saw that I had it on my books. I remember buying it a while back, but I think I kind of like, and this is my pattern with reading books. I'll start one, come back to it, start one, come back to it. Um, sometimes I'll read it in two days. Sometimes it'll take me two weeks or, you know, a year to finish it. This might've been one of those that took me a little bit longer. I think that the timing was perfect though, because there is nothing, I mean, like the mood that I can describe or the tone of what I feel right now is definitely a little bit anxious and nervous about what's going to happen. What's going on? How long are we going to live like this? Because it's not, I don't think that and I guess just to get spiritual, you're like, I don't think that God wants us to be isolated from other people. Um, I know the church I go to, we're always talking about how life is better together. And so, you know, having your friends and having your family, and if you have a significant other, having that person there who's just your person, and we need each other. Um, it's like that song, Lean On Me. I think about it like, when you're not strong, I'll be your friend. Like, I'll help you carry on. And we need people. And so reading this book kind of lays out a plan for how you deal with the stress that can kind of take over and consume you. So I, not looking at like, oh gosh, I need people. I got to have this. I got to FaceTime. I got to be texting. This person needs to text me. And it's just, let's go of some of that overwhelm and kind of helps you focus in on God doesn't want me to feel this way and I shouldn't be anxious. And, and there's nothing that should make me anxious and nothing that should make me, me long this way. And here's how to come to a place where the anxious this isn't overtaking your life and I think even if you're not really religious if you're more spiritual this is a book that you could get something out of if you're not a person who's has this overwhelming faith I think you could still read this and say like okay anxiety is something that everybody might possibly deal with to some extent but how can I take action to overcome the anxiety and this book is one of those things that kind of lays out a plan for how you do that and I really really appreciate it and I'd highly recommend it to anyone else out there. I think Max Lucado has written a ton of books. This is my first one of his that I've ever read. But um, I would go back to it. It's not even a really long book. There were like 11 chapters, I'd say. Um, 228 pages. So it's not a super long read. But it just talks about how you fret less and you have more faith. And I think in the season that we're going through right now, there's nothing more that we need to do. We need to just chill. And trust our faith that everything's going to get better because this cannot last forever. So yeah, if you're looking for a good book, read that one. I've started a couple other ones, but I'm not ready to recommend them yet. I really like to try to finish a book before I start shouting off the rooftops for people to read it. <laughs> uh, I'm not that person who just reads a summary or just recommends whatever is out there. So let me read my other ones and I'll get you guys some blog posts and maybe do a whole podcast about favorite books for this year so far. All right. So the, the next thing that I've been doing, I guess kind of leads into it from the last conversation, but it's prayer. So, um, I have just had to have a lot of quiet moments to be like, deep breaths, just chill, just pray. Um, I'm actually still meeting with my small group virtually and we're reading a study that is really, really jam packed with a lot of Bible verses. So 
And we even read a chapter on lamenting and just kind of understanding it's okay to be upset. Like I was trying to go through like, just push, just push. And I'm always telling myself that, but I think there has to be a time and a place for us to just grieve because I'm definitely sad that my graduation was canceled. I mean, I'm recording this podcast on March 31st and I would be in, where is it? Portugal right now. If the world was operating at its old normal because the new normal is, you know, social isolation. So I would be traveling the world in Portugal right now on my first European trip and even going to Morocco. So it's definitely, you know, disappointing that these things can't happen. I mean, they're reimbursing us for the trip. I got reimbursed for the flight and that's fine. I just mostly miss the fact that I'm not going to be able to have those experiences that I really was so looking forward to. I mean, I got new luggage. And so seeing the luggage, I had to put it in the closet because I was like, I can't look at it. And um, the night we found out we weren't going, I um, went out with one of my classmates. I was like, I don't want to be at home alone. (laughs) That's again, why we need people, but it's definitely soul crushing. So just being able to be like, gosh, I'm so disappointed that these things happen. I understand I know things could be worse, but it's, it definitely hurts a lot that I'm not going to get to have these experiences that I was looking forward to. So just being able to lament and say like, gee, there's a pain or a longing that I wanted these things and they're not, they're not happening. So I feel a way. Um, and knowing that it's okay to be that way and knowing that it's okay to just admit that like, gosh, it hurts that that's not going to come through. Um, and then, like I said, I'm not a big, I don't know if I even said this, but I'm saying it now. I'm not a big Bible reader, but I think the study that I'm reading in my group has really given me some peace during this time because it's made me open the Bible, um, the Bible that I have and like put my phone down. I know I usually use the Bible app, which is so convenient, but in the comfort of my home and in the amount of time we have right now, it's just really nice to not have to rely on my phone Bible and to really open up the actual Bible and go to the pages and read through them and just to soak them in and spend time with our reading. That's given me a lot of comfort as well. So if you don't pray, I think uh, meditating or whatever you need to do to get to your center of peace do that thing because right now we need it more than ever. I think there's nothing like knowing yourself and I just know me if I don't do certain things to keep myself grounded and in check and um, feeling all right. I'm, it's going to be like Oscar the Grouch, but the adult version that's like way meaner <laughs> and I don't want to be that person. So just trying to maintain a level of clarity that keeps me more like Elmo and less like Oscar. <laughs> um, <clears throat> another thing bringing me comfort in the isolation is social media to an extent. And so I say that because there's been some really cool ways that people have gotten creative throughout the um, social distancing or shelter in place order. Uh, One of them is, I would say, is like music battles. So I watched on Sunday night, Sean Garrett and The Dream, they're two songwriters, go back and forth with their songs. And if you don't know anything about them, Sean Garrett wrote, yeah, the Usher song, which is like, you know, probably one of the best songs of all time, the best R&B songs of all time. Um, And The Dream wrote, 
single ladies, um, umbrella. I mean, he's written a lot of stuff too. So the two of them kind of going back and forth with their music. I think Sean Garrett did video phone. So at one point there was like a whole Beyonce subsection. Um, the dream did Holy Grail by Jay-Z. So just the camaraderie between them wasn't that great, but, um, John to Austin and Neo had a really great camaraderie where John to Austin wrote, we belong together, which definitely probably the top, five all-time greatest R&B songs. I mean, it was Mariah. It was just, it's just a song on a whole different level and it's amazing. And Neo has written, he wrote Irreplaceable and he wrote, you know, Neo classic songs like So Sick. So he had his own catalog and it was just so good. And then I've been listening to The Weeknd's new album, After Hours, and I would describe it like Michael Jackson meets Tron. And if you're into those two things, you would really like it. So the reason I say Tron is because it's very, a lot of synthesizers, a lot of um, up-tempo stuff. He kind of sings in the, it's like a type of falsetto. And um, it just reminded me of the visuals of Tron and the synthesizers in the movie and the 1980s to an extent. And so I would highly recommend the album. If you liked his previous stuff, I really liked um, Dear Melancholy. That one was pretty cool. And then he's had some singles here and there. I mean, of course, I like owned it. That's earned it. Earned it is one of his best songs from Fifty Shades of Grey to me. And um, yeah, there's a couple other ones that I liked of his from from his entire catalog. So I would recommend that if you're a fan of his. Um, what else? What else? Of course, television. Um, I feel like I've definitely watched some new things. I watched that Tiger King show. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything about that here for now. <laughs> um, I've rewatched a lot of the MCU stuff on Disney Plus. I mean, I'm a big Disney Plus person. So I've been binge watching that. And then I also, you know, rewatched some of the classic things that I like, like um, The Bold Type. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that show. It's a really great show about three young professionals in New York who work at a magazine so I've been re-watching that and then watch the um, finale of that. I'm so excited that How to Get Away with Murder comes back this week. And I can't wait to get into that um, again. And I know it's the last couple episodes for that. And of course, watching This Is Us. Um, I'm all caught up on everything that happened this last season. And man, that last episode was just, it was heartbreaking to see the two brothers fight that way. Won't spoil it any further, but that's kind of what I've been doing to keep the peace over here. What have you guys been doing to hold it hold it down during the um, social distancing? There's so many words for it, right? Social distancing, self-quarantine, which is different from social distancing, but all of them just mean isolation to me. And, it, and isolation is just not fun. And like I said, I'm single, so I'm kind of here by myself. And it's definitely made me contemplate my life a little bit. I'm like, hush, um, I should get a pet. <laughs> And so I've been um, looking into pets. And speaking of pets, did you guys see that great video um, done by the Georgia Aquarium and Atlanta Humane Society of two puppies in the aquarium? Definitely pulled in my heartstrings and, again, made me want a pet even more. And one of the dogs in the, the video was so cute. He was white with a little brown patch on his eye. And, yeah. Anyway, getting off track. But if you haven't seen it, check it out on their social channels. I want to say it probably went viral. If it didn't go viral, they got a lot of love across the internet because everybody wants feel-good content right now. And outside of stuff like that and TikTok, which I have been enjoying tremendously, <laughs> um, there's just there's a void, void for that out there. So if you're a content creator, put your stuff out there that's going to... 
make people feel good because more than anything right now, I think people want to feel motivated and they want to feel happy and some kind of hope and excitement. So if you have stuff like that and you're holding back on it, put it out there. Let the world see it. Um, but anyway, I'm so happy to be back and um, I will be back sooner rather than later with the next episode. You can email me at Dana at thegreatdanaj.com, tweet and Instagram, thegreatdanaj.com and also Facebook too if you want like to like my page there. And I've noticed a lot of blog follows coming in from blog loving. I definitely have my blog on there and I really appreciate the love. So keep following, keep listening. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to get back to you guys soon with another episode. Thanks so much and talk to you then. Bye.